Well, Coach, first of all, just talk about this experience. Um, obviously, this is very unique in what's been going on, but, but have you enjoyed this experience here day before the game? Well, uh, I think it was great. Um, excuse me. I, I think it was a great experience for me. And what I enjoyed the most is uh, the way the kids uh, conduct themselves, like on the airplane, just quiet. And, they're just, and they're, they coach each other. They're committed to each other. And I, I just, I forgot how cool it is when you have a crew like that. It's, it's really good. What were you doing when Coach Robo gave you the phone call? <laughs> well, I actually, I volunteered. A friend of mine's coaching in Italy, and he told me, he had worked with Robo before. And he said, you know, Robo's got no coaches. He's going to be running the, sh- the show down there. He's got no coaches. Are you going to go ho- work for him? So I sent him a text. And uh, then I think I called him, and I didn't hear anything. Then the next day he called me and said, yeah, come on down. So, oh. <laughs> Right. Well, talk about what you've been doing uh, here recently, and then I want to get into your career. But what, what, what have you been doing here recently? Well, working with this team, I actually, I'm, I'm an offensive line guy by trade, uh, but Robo asked me to work with the defense to sort of I understand the wishbone pretty decently. We ran it uh, years ago, and uh, I, I actually learned it at Air Force, uh, Army, and then Air Force. And the Air Force guys, uh, it was guy uh, Bob Knoblet and Fisher DeBerry and those guys, and they're they're famous wishbone guys. So I, I understand it pretty good. So I kind of explained what what I thought Air Force is trying to do. Air Force's offense is pretty f- sophisticated. Uh, they do a lot of good stuff, um, and you know that's that's it. That's what I did. You know, with you, um, how long have you been retired from coaching? Uh, last uh, coaching job I had was 2019. I was at a junior college, uh, Lewisburg Junior College, which was a great experience. Uh, none of the kids were on scholarship there, but a lot of them were pretty good, and we played some great teams and. Uh, I worked for a guy named Trevor Highfield, who had he was the center on the national championship team for Washington, the Huskies, and just just a remarkable dude. And uh, you know, it was, I had to do my own laundry. That's how we had nothing. We had nothing. There, there were no showers in the locker room. But again, the coaching, the kids would coach each other. The, the camaraderie, they were. It was very enjoyable, and it was unfortunately it was an hour from my home, so I had to drive two hours a day. But other than that, and uh, you know, it, it was good. I I, uh, I enjoyed coaching. I did it off and on. Well, I, I took a 16 off, then I did 17, 18, 19, and then since 19, I haven't done it. Haven't done anything, but f- basically 43 years. You don't know anything else, do you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I try to keep. I, I'm into. Uh, I'm into uh, not technical stuff, but taught myself how to weld. I built myself a hot rod. I, I've a bit, always been into motorcycles, and um, you know, I I probably could do something. You got some hobbies, right? <laughs> yeah, hobbies. Yeah. yeah. We're talking to Coach Strollos again. They get set for Air Force tomorrow, and. You know, take me through your career a little bit and, and all the stops you've been. Um, kind of give us give us some background on, on your coaching stops and how it all began for you. Well, uh, you know, uh, when I was a young kid. I lost my dad, and uh, when I got into organized sports, uh, the coaches were sort of a surrogate, and uh, 
I looked up to him, and somewhere along, I think my sophomore year, I decided that I wanted to be a football coach. And I uh, played football in high school. I got some scholarship offers. I went to Boston College. The, you know, uh, was a backup offensive lineman. <clears throat> Worked under some great, uh, like Jim McNally is a guy that you know, uh, was one of our coaches. We had great coaches at, uh, at Boston College. And then I, uh, I graduated, uh, you know, and I went home and I wanted to teach. I wanted to coach. And I met a guy named Lou Versillo in New Jersey, and he kind of steered me into high school coaching. And I was pretty happy with it. But uh, recruiters would come in, and the head coach would send them to me because I, um, I was in, tell you the truth, in-school suspension. That was my job. <laughs> and so I'd work with them, and I used to ask them questions. And uh, one day I went home, I said, you know, some of these guys don't really know very much more than I do. I think I could do that. And my wife said, let's do it. So we started. I went to Springfield College uh, as a GA. And uh, then I went to Northeastern University and actually uh, met a guy named Jim Pletcher who worked here for years. And then uh, after Northeastern, I went out to a little place in in, uh, Kansas, Washburn University. And then I came back to Northeastern as the offensive line coach. I pretty much stayed on the offensive side of the ball. Prior to that, in college, I was on the defensive side. And then uh, from Northeastern, uh, you know, we, that's where we ran the wishbone. We, we led the nation in Russian one year and then uh, went to uh, University of Massachusetts, had, a, had another pretty good run there, and we led the nation in Russian there too. <laughs> and then uh, I went to a place called Lafayette College, and they had this center there, Damian Rabluski, and this guy was, you know, just marvelous, smart, strong, tough, and I'm like, oh, this is wonderful, and, uh, you know, kind of, he was sort of like the lead dog in that outfit, and uh, I remember when he was graduating, I said, okay, so you're going to go to law school, right, and he's like, well, I don't know, you know, I don't know, I go, what, he goes, "Uh, I think I'm going to try football coaching, I'm like, no, you can't. (laughs) You gotta go. You're gonna be the you're gonna be the mayor of some place or a governor or something like that. But he got into coaching, and uh, so I left Lafayette, uh, went to Cornell, stayed there for a couple of years. We all got fired at Cornell. I went to Maine, University of Maine, and there's a guy that used to be the head coach there named Jack Cosgrove, was a wonderful person, and I learned an awful lot there. And uh, then went to Duke. Stayed there three years. We got fired. Uh, and then I went to a place called Elon, a uh, pretty good outfit, and uh, worked for a guy named Pete Lembo, who was a marvelous football coach. He's down in South Carolina now as a special teams guy. Learned a lot there. And then we, uh, we left there and went to Ball State, the whole staff, and that was pretty good. Our opening game was against Indiana, and we beat them. And uh, they, I went to Penn State after that. I had worked with a guy at Duke, who, Bill O'Brien, who was the uh, coordinator at the Patriots, and he got the job at Penn State after the Paterno thing was a mess. I used to laugh because I, I, my wife would watch that thing all day long. I, I'd leave in the morning and I'd come home at night. And one day I said, they're not going to have football at Penn State. They're, gonna, they're not going to have it. Right. And the next thing I know, I'm working there. <laughs> so we, stayed, we lasted there two years. Bill went to uh, the Texans didn't take me and uh, 
So I went back to Ball State, stayed there for a while, and the head coach, uh, Pete Lembo, decided that he he was going to get out of Ball State, and he went, he went to, I believe he went to Maryland, and uh, have, you know, I've stayed in contact with, with all these guys, and my wife decided that she had had enough, and so we, I had a house in North Carolina, we went back, and uh, that's it, and then I got, I got involved in the junior college, and that was pretty good, and then since then, I've been, you know, I have a, I have a YouTube website, and I, I do videos and stuff, I, I got about 250,000 hits, but <laughs> other than that, I, uh, you know, that's what I do. So you're social media famous, kind of, a uh, life of a football coach, and uh, all kinds of stuff going on. I wouldn't say I'm famous, <laughs> there's, there's probably some guys that, you know, follow me, you know, mostly offensive line guys, you know, and we're like a weird breed anyway, you know. But uh, yeah, it just I enjoyed it and I loved work. I was I was working with the scout team here trying to run Air Force's offense and that the the offensive line all f- basically freshmen, huge kids and uh, they're fun. They're fun to work with. Talking to Coach Strollo and and take me back to to when you saw Robo as a player and, and now you're coaching with him. I mean it's kind of come full circle. But but talk about him as a football player. He was a great football player. He, if you know anything about offensive line, the center is uh, it, you measure all your techniques and things against what the center can do. And uh, we had done something uh, at UMass that was pretty good, and I brought it to Lafayette and we did it. But as a center, okay, let's say you have the right guard, and if the defensive tackle is on the outside shoulder of the right guard, that's a pretty long reach for the center. Marobo could do that. I, I said, can you do this? He said, I think so. I said, let's, let's try it. Boom. So I remember the defensive line coach was laughing. You can't do that. You can't. We dropped this guy in, right on his nose. I mean, I didn't, but Robo did. So he was pretty good, pretty good player. I had a kid that uh, signed with the Giants out of that crew, and I, I bet it was Jim McNally, and I begged him to look at Robo, but, you know, the six-foot-one centers you know so whatever is it, is it pretty special to kind of come full circle and, and be part of his coaching staff and help him like like you guys have i think he helped me uh i think he's remarkable i, I and i'm not blowing smoke i'm i really think i always did i always thought he was an exceptional guy and uh the way he's handled this the logistics of it and, and matt uh you know uh, those guys all the coaches everybody and the guys the the Pirates, you know, we all came out of nowhere and kind of got together. We, we knew each other. Some, some of us knew each other. And uh, it, it, I, thought, I thought Damien did a remarkable job. Uh, I think he'd be an asset to anybody. Um, you know, and hopefully, uh, you know, this, this James Madison thing continues. It's, I mean, I came here in 1984 and I had a guy named Charles Haley. We beat them. But he had 21 tackles. <laughs> then we came back in 87, and they beat us. And he was a defensive end at that time. He was a linebacker when we played him the first time. So there, there's, James Madison's been a pretty pretty good outfit for a long time, and uh, certainly is now. Do you feel like the preparation has gone pretty well for this game tomorrow? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Having three weeks helped. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think that, you know, we got to f- feel out each other and kind of like this, that, and the other. And they – you know, I was sort of the wishbone 
so they listened. You know, uh, Marcus listened, and uh, you know, I think I think they came together with a, a pretty good plan. Uh, you know, I. I don't know. I can't, I can't wait to see it happen. See what happens. You know, it'd be pretty good. It should be a lot of fun, Coach. Yeah. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Good luck uh, in the game. Okay. Well, thank you, and uh, go Dukes.